Hi, it's Amanda. This week's story, as promised, is um, one link to poppies. <clears throat> and plate um, two in Elizabeth Blackwell's Curious Herbal is is not of the um, stronger uh, Papava Oriental, the opium poppy, but it's actually of Papava Reyes, the red poppy or the corn poppy. And... You know, I, I've read quite a lot of literature over the last few months researching this, and one of the things that crops up a lot on foraging forums and things like that is people's insecurity around poppies. The um, the black shadow cast by the opium poppy um, has sort of touched on on its red, slightly frailer cousin. Um, although, the, although they do share constituents in common, there isn't anything to fear very much from the corn poppy. It's a much got a much gentler action. It doesn't have the the um, highly intoxicating, addictive uh, potency of um, the opium poppy. And it comes with a really beautiful story from classical mythology. It all starts with Ceres, the Earth Mother. She is happy in her task, hidden in the, the Valley of Enna um, in Sicily. And, and she is responsible for every aspect of nature. The springs that emerge from the ground, bubbling and babbling, trickling and running down the mountainsides. Each grain of corn that ripens and is harvested, each tree that grows, every flower and all the animals that inhabit the land. And she's very, very happy in her task. The valley she inhabits is, is hardly ever reached by anyone. Only the nimblest of the shepherds make their way up there with the goats. And for the most part, she just sees the birds singing, and the trees, a bit like that blackbird up in the rowing at the moment. And um, she is there happily, making sure that the plants grow and that they ripen in the sun, that everything grows and is carefully looked after. And she spends her day, oh, he's gone. Um, she spends her day watching and cherishing the natural world, ensuring that in, as summer reaches its peak and the long hot days start to give way to chill evenings and autumn comes in, that the harvest is ready, making sure that the, the rain doesn't batter the plants too much, the wind isn't too strong, only Zephyr, the most gentle of the winds, graces Ceres Valley landscape. But she's not entirely alone. She's got her daughter, Proserpine. And she watches the little girl grow older and older. And she has her mother's shared love, shares her mother's love of plants and the growing things. She loves to wander up mountain paths and through the shady olive groves, on to pieces of land that she's never seen before, finding new plants wondering at their tastes and textures, watching them grow week by week, gently responding to the changes in the weather. She makes daisy chains in the summer and 
watches roses flourish, their sweet scent ripen as July turns to August. She knows the name of every single bird and can call out to them, listening to the changes in the notes of the tunes that they sing. Her eye is caught one day by a golden yellow flower, the like of which she's never seen before. It's trumpet a deep rich scarlet, and she reaches out. It's bigger and smells different to anything she's smelt before, and she wants to take it back to show her mother. But as she pulls it up by its stalk, the very ground below it opens up, and a hand reaches out from the soil grasping at the child's ankle, clawed fingers dragging her down below the earth. Proserpine is lost. And although Ceres travels every mountain path she can find, further than she's ever walked in her life, she cannot find her daughter. Night after night, Follows. The sun can barely lift itself up in the morning as Ceres weeps. Zephyr's soft breeze changes to something cold and cutting. The corn is laid to waste before it can be harvested. Slowly the people and creatures start to get hungry, but Ceres can still not look after her land. All she can do now is walk and weep watch other children's play and ask if anyone has seen her daughter. Her travels go on and on, and the further she walks, the more the land suffers. Now no harvests come in. None of the trees bear fruit. None of the nuts ripen. And the world is cold and sad indeed. Eventually, the nymphs and gods, goddesses, and all the creatures gather together. They need to do something to restore the Earth Mother, bring Ceres back to look after her lands. Eventually, Somnus comes up with a solution. He grows a new plant, red poppy, its stalk black, tender and brittle, those tiny hairs, green, wrapping round its stems. Up flourishes this gallant red flower with blackish threads compassing about the middle part of the head. Up pop the poppies, one after another filling the spaces where the corn has failed. Ceres starts to breathe in their subtle scent. A syrup woven by bees of pollen gathered from the poppies circles around her face and she falls into a gentle slumber around her the poppies. Those Flowers of remembrance, then as they are now, flourish around her, safely 
holding the Earth Mother in a nourishing, healing sleep. As she sleeps, the warmth starts to seep into the soil again. The balance starts to be restored. Slumber brings health. Health returning to Ceres and to the land she lies upon. I don't know how long she slept, but Somnus's spell worked its magic. When she's finally awoken, the birds are singing again in the trees. The corn is beginning to sway in the sunshine and she remembers the task that she took on so many years before. She still watches out for her daughter every day. She watches, observes every nuance, every change, every border of a cornfield, every meadow, every shadow of a wood, every bubble of a brook. She watches and listens. Sure, her daughter is there somewhere and will be returned to her. But now healed by Somnus's sleep, she goes back to tending the wild things, the natural earth. And sure enough, as the harvest prepares to be ready, she meets a young woman walking towards her, her face so familiar. She runs and catches hold of her daughter, for that's who it is, and says to her, where have you been? The hand of Pluto had merged as she bent to pick a Narcissus and grasped and dragged Proserpine below the earth. Her mother weeps. She can see the change in her face. She knows that she's eaten something in the god of the underworld's chamber. Only four seeds, her daughter assures her. Only four, mother. But those four pomegranate seeds? Well, every year, they guarantee that Proserpine returns to the underworld for a few short months. The world becomes dark. Things fold back and come to an end. Ceres eventually goes to sleep and doesn't wake up until the spring. But when she does, the plants re-emerge and so does Proserpine. And so that's the story of the red field poppy. Um, uh, one from classical mythology. Ceres, of course, you know, you can, you can see that, that this is a very similar story to that of Demeter and Persephone. Um, and the corn mother, you know, she's a, she's a figure that crops up in mythology and legends around the world, the four corn maidens of uh, Native American mythology and um, our Scottish legends, you know, of, of Br- Br- Bridie and the kayak and uh, the changing of the seasons are sort of have their echoes there. But um, I kind of like this gentle, gentleness to that story. I love this idea that Somnus gifts Ceres sleep um, in the velvety, soft petals of the red poppy. Because sleep is important and sometimes it's the best way to get through a tough time. So 
maybe in the last day or two, if you've if you've been joining in with the Very Curious Herbal Project online or through the Facebook group, you may have seen that I've collected some red poppy petals that have fallen. I confess I picked a few. And that sort of, you know, it was beautiful and sunny when they fell. And now the rain is coming in and there is a thundercloud looming on, this, on the horizon, which is kind of ironic because the other legend about red poppies is that if you pick them, then you are um, courting thunder and that it'll surely come and there will be an absolute deluge. You're also not meant to put the flowers too close to your ear because they'll uh, give you earache. Although they will also, if you make a gentle poultice of a few fallen petals, help cure it. But I wasn't really working with the thunder myth. I was looking at the series legend, which I really love. And so I've taken poppies. I've macerated them overnight in um, just enough water, boiling water to to soften and liquidise the honey and then left them to break down. If you follow the pictures um, that accompany the story, you'll see that there's a really... I've got a beautiful glass here of, of deep red jewel-like elixir. And so just take a moment, sip an elixir of red poppies, syrupy and soft honey, bringing out the best of them, that ooze, that unctuousness of the honey really accentuates that sort of... Um, nourishing uh, pull down into sleep that is the gift of poppies. And so this is a bedtime story. Bedtime story with just a small drop of red poppy elixir to make whatever problems you face. Maybe well, some of them will have lifted a bit by the time the morning comes. Thank you very much for joining me and um, I'll speak to you all next week um, and hopefully you'll join me looking at another plant then. Thanks very much. Goodbye.